You're listening to the Molly's Place Podcast. Hi guys, welcome to the Mully's Place podcast. Uh, tonight's going to be something a little different. Uh, my usual sidekick, Dave, is out of country. He's back home in the United States. So I'm actually flying solo, sort of, tonight. Um, I brought in two of my very good friends, uh, Mr. Busan Kevin from down in Kobe and Mr. Ozzy78 from all the way up there in Chiba, formerly of Hokkaido. Um, welcome, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. I guess uh, to get things rolling, we'll uh, let you guys uh, give a little intro. You guys want to, okay. like, John Ken, rock, scissors, paper on who goes first? Uh, ladies first. <laughs> All right, go ahead then. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, my name is Oz. I'm from Toronto, Canada. And I've been living in Japan on and off for about seven years. Uh, I started in Nagoya, then I went back, then I went to Hokkaido, then I came to Chiba. I've been teaching English, different levels, like Eikaiwa to like, now I teach at kindergartens. And uh, I'm Ozzy78 on YouTube. I make videos whenever I feel like them, making them. And uh, topics range from serious topics like racism, or living life in Japan to stupid stuff like annoying Japanese girls or, I don't know, stuff, AKB48 girls or stuff like that, zombies, whatever. Whatever I feel like talking about, that's what I make videos about. That's me. All right. Welcome, Oz. And Mr. Kevin? Yeah, well, my name's Kevin, and uh, I'm living down here in Kobe, Japan. I say down here in Kobe, Japan, because you live in Shizuoka, and uh, you're north of me, so um, I'm south, so there we go. Um, I'm, uh, I've been living in Japan for about six years, now, a little over six years, and I've been in Asia, though, since 2002. I lived in, uh, I lived in Korea for about five and a half years, and I've been uh, doing the YouTube thing since 2006, um, I make videos about hmm, whatever tickles my fancy, I suppose. Um, uh, wow, I, there's no real, there's never been a real theme to what I do. I tend to just kind of make videos about things I see that I find interesting. Um, I make some food videos. Uh, don't food videos and and just randomness. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm a, I'm also like Oz. I'm a teacher, uh, and yeah. There you go. I'm, I'm, I've got a, a wife and two little kids, um, and that's why I've got the earphones in, so I can actually – I should be a little more quiet. Be a little, <laughs> be a little stealth around the babies. Yes, yes, yes. One just woke up actually not long ago, and I got her back to bed. So uh, I'm hoping she'll for the for the length of the duration of the podcast will remain in slumber land. Well, hopefully the only diaper we need to change tonight's Aussies. So. Yeah. Well, I wear one too though. I'm good right now, though. I, I don't need to, but it I, I feels do nice. Just for fun, right, right, just right. Just for right. fun. Okay, well, I want, kind of wanted to let everybody in on why I chose the two of you guys for tonight. And I specifically chose both of you. Um, I couldn't think of two better people to get in here because um, I thought we would talk about vlogging and making videos on YouTube. And 
the reason I chose the two of you is because of my videos. And the reason I say that is huh? I, 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 I make like two to three types of videos. I make like your one shot done, just regular vlog talking about everything that's going on, whatever. But occasionally I'll do a little skit comedy, you know, like the Big Paul stuff or the Mully Gump or anything, something like that. And then I do the occasional tutorial, but we'll leave the tutorials out of this for tonight. Uh, the reason I chose you guys is because, Kevin, you you are one part of me, the the guy that's just shooting a video, one shot, done, Take you know, tell your story, whatever you're going to do. And Ozzy, you are the other part of me that is the, the skit maker. Mm. So I figured um, we could discuss these, our approaches to these things. Now, Ozzy, you and I have made videos together before, so yes. you, you know how I work. Yes. Um, but I've never made a video with you on your end, so uh, I, don't really, I don't know how you work. Right. Um, so uh, anyway, first, I guess the first thing I want to ask both of you guys is what, what prompted you to start making videos on YouTube? Um, hmm, well, I mean, for, for me, it was, um, it was, uh, actually the, there's a connection actually we, we all have, um, and I'm, I'm going to mention, I know he's watching right now. I see his name in the comment section, <laughs> but, um, Kurt, you're out there. Um, he's part, he, some guy, I don't know. He, he's always ringing ding, 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 ding. Uh, that's his last name anyway. Um, but, um, but Mr. Kurt out there, um, the, the, basically what happened was uh, for me back in maybe early 2006, um, I was living in Korea with my girlfriend at the time. My girlfriend is now my wife, um, Japanese woman. And, uh, you know, I'd met her there and I was I, – I hadn't really used YouTube very much. It was pretty new um, and I was um, interested in Japan. I'd never been interested in Japan before. I was living in Korea and I never planned on living in Japan. But uh, I met this girl and I started getting interesting, interested in Japan. So I sat down in front of YouTube and, and, and did some searches and who popped up but um, Kurt, uh, Tokyo Kuni, Victor, um, mm. Kansai, Kansai PJ, and a woman named KKA Japan, uh, Christina, um, who now lives in this, been in the States for many years now. And I started watching their vlogs. They were they were the, like the first like Gen One vloggers. Yeah, those are like the the first wave, aren't they? Yeah, they were. And I was in Korea watching their videos about Japan. Um, you'd watch the juxtaposition of like uh, Tokyo Kuni doing these like really slickly edited, fun, funny, cool videos about life in Tokyo, and how small the apartments were, and how cool things like Shibuya were, eating crazy flavors of ice cream and this and that. And then you'd look at Kurtz, and Kurt would have these kind of very like unedited videos of him like in an abandoned tea field with like a wild goat. <laughs> right, right, right. Up, being up the trees, by, being chased by a venomous wasp or something like that. Exactly. And it, and, it, and I thought to myself, you know what? I mean, I'm a uh, I used to be a professional performer. I used to do theater in Canada when I was younger and in my early 20s, and I used to do improv, and I love talking. I'm a performer. I was a blogger at the time, like the written blog, and I said, I, I think I could do this. I'm living in Korea. This is an interesting place. Um, so I, I said, let's go try it. And I went out and I bought a camera. I bought a, 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 a Sony Handycam Mini DV Cam, and uh, off I went. I started, started making my first videos in, in Korea. Nice. And then it just grew, and here I am. We rolled from there, huh? Yeah. How about you, Oz? What got you started? I think you've told me this before, but uh, go ahead. Um, 
I think when I was living in Japan, uh, the first I heard of YouTube, I guess it was 2005, 2006, around the same time, I only knew about it as a place to watch like The Simpsons and like music videos and stuff. Sure, 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 so sure, sure. For me, YouTube was just when I was in Japan, because I didn't have TV, I'd just go to the internet cafe and watch like music videos or that kind of stuff. So I didn't really know about J vloggers. And then I decided to come back to Canada. And I think it was like 2007 or end of like early 2008. And then I was like, I wonder if there's any Japanese music videos or Japanese TV shows. So I searched Japan and I came across Ken Tanaka mm -hmm. and um, what's her name? Apple Milk, Emily. Mm -hmm. And those were the first two vloggers I really watched. And uh, I didn't realize that there was a whole vlogging community in Japan. So then after that, I found like other people, um, like same as uh, Kevin mentioned, like and then Victor, give me a break, give me a break, man, and Hiko Simon, and so many different people. And then I was like, wow, that sucks. I was in Japan. I could have <laughs> been doing that too, but I moved to Toronto, and now I can't do that, and I want to do that. So I was just kind of watching for like a year. I, I, I pretty much every day spend like hours and hours catching up on like five years or three years or whatever worth of like old videos from all of them, like Apple Milk and everything. I watched all her videos and then I was like, I want to be a J vlogger too, but I'm not in Japan. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, I'll just do it anyway. And then I made my first couple of videos while I was in Toronto and uh, Victor found me on one of my videos and told me to be a guest sensei on his channel. And then I suddenly started getting subscribers from that. And then I started doing a lot of videos in Toronto, but a lot of people thought I was in Japan because I was doing Japan related videos and talking about Japanese culture and doing skits. I started off with the Jisho Roulette, the sure. teaching Japanese words. Which is, I have to say, the Jisho Roulette is one of my favorite series of videos. Yeah, I, I wish I could. I, I love those. Doing it, but yeah. I know you keep telling me to like do another episode, so maybe I will. But uh, yeah, I just started doing those videos, and I realized like unlike Kevin, who's in Japan, so he can make videos of a chant. I started because I had to do something related to Japan, but not in Japan. So I started doing stuff more about talking about Japan or doing things that would interest people who are interested in Japan without actually being in the country. Right. That's how I started, and I guess maybe that's why I went to the skit direction rather than, oh, look, I'm in front of a temple because I couldn't be in front of a temple. Right, so, right, right. Well, you know, Oz, I remember um, you were telling me about the first video you made. Was oh, the it, worst like, video ever known to man? Like out, out at a wharf or some shit like that? Yeah. <laughs> it was during my break time. At my, I was working in Toronto at a, at a like, a, at City TV, which is a, I, I'm sure Kevin knows. Um, you worked on City TV, really? Yeah, City TV Toronto. Oh, and wow. I didn't cool. do anything important. Ah, oh, shit, I forgot the two of your Canadians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancel the show. <laughs> so I was, like, at lunch break, and I had an hour, and I was like, I've never made a YouTube video, and if I don't start, I'll never do it. So I went into, like, oh, my break time. I lived, it was across near the pier. So I just sat down where I thought it would be a quiet place, and I filmed my first video, which is probably the worst video I've ever made. And like, like every single distraction known to man happened in that video, but it was inter it was interesting, and I sure learned a lot. And I learned I'm more of an indoor vlogger than an outdoor vlogger. 
Yeah, you know, uh, back to the G-Show roulette, I would really like to see you make another one of those now. Uh, the reason being, you've mm-hmm. come so far from those original ones. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to see your take on them now. I think you'd be just as cheesy and just as bad. <laughs> oh, they were great. I loved them. I love those. Uh, maybe I will. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, uh, uh, I guess for myself, just a real quick rundown. Uh, I started out, I just bought a video camera. Kurt kept telling me I needed to get on YouTube. And I was like, man, I don't want to be on YouTube. I've got no interest in that whatsoever. And uh, I had just bought a new video camera and I had it at my school. And I shot that toothpick project that my students had done. And I put mm-hmm. that up and it went viral like the minute I put it up. Yeah. Now, Victor tells me it's not viral. Well, it was viral at that time. Yeah. Um, mm. It just went nuts, and uh, it won video of the year. Yeah. And uh, I was shocked. He's just jealous. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. He doesn't have um, a video of the year award. <laughs> That's right. I've, I've got the trophy here to prove it. Um, so Kurt got me started, and uh, it was the initial push from him and uh, that toothpick video taking off like that because – with all that stuff surrounding it, I kind of felt like, oh, Jesus Christ, now I have to make videos. Uh, and I started that. And then uh, my next big push was from Kevin. Mm. Thank you, sir. Uh, Kevin Kevin found me and shouted me out, and um, I picked up a bunch of subscribers from there. So I, uh, I give full credit to Kurt and Kevin for where I'm at today. Well, I mean, that's uh... – you know, part of, part of one of the things I, I did, part of my mandate, um, <laughs> but I mean, even just a few years ago when this was a kind of this burgeoning community, um, you know, of, of the term before the term J vlogger was even coined, um, you know, there was this Japan video blogger community. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I first came here to Japan, in 2008, early 2008, it was, you know, I wasn't the first generation. For Victor described me as in the second wave. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like me, uh, uh, 11 Colors, uh, Fat Blue Man in Nagoya. Um, you know, there was, there were a bunch of, uh, well, the, the Ghost of Matsubara. Um, there wasn't a bunch of people. There were, I mean, there were guys down here like Reynolds Air, Platonic Mojo. Um, some kind of concept. Uh, uh, my friend Andrew, who he was called Spider Murphy at the time. There was there was a few people around who who were doing it, and we were all really tight. Eric Sur Six, of course. Mm. Um, and um, it was it was just great. I, I found you actually through Kurt. Kurt mentioned you, um, right. and I followed Kurt. And then um, I watched your video, and you'd put up a couple uh, after that. Yeah. And then I watch those. I'm like, this guy seems like a nice guy. So why not pimp him out? And that's what I did. I just would make. And I used to use my my. I've got my secondary channel. My I've got my Boost on Kevin channel. My Jalen Kev channel. My Jalen Kev channel is always my kind of community channel where I would just like show people out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just make videos like, hey, go watch this guy. He's really cool. Yeah, um, you know, I was so stupid when I first saw you, Kevin. You were on the Jalen Kev channel and you've got the capital j the capital l and the capital k and i thought it was jl and kev you're not the only person who thought that <laughs> they said it was like but like everyone thought my wife her initials were like jl right 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 jl, JL and kev, and kev. And kev. Um, jennifer lynn and kev. right but it was j land kev right um and and it, it took it actually took me a while to get used to saying j land kev because i had said JL and Kev so many times in my head. Um, anyway, um, my video is 97,000 toothpicks, in case anybody's wondering. Okay, anyway, um, <laughs> now you guys probably get mail 
you know, the same as I do. I mean, well, Kevin, I imagine, well, both of you, your both your channels are bigger than mine. So I guess you get a lot more mail than I do. But one, one question I get a lot from people is uh, they find that what, what kind of content they want to make is a huge barrier for them. Mm. Well, what, what made, I think Ozzy explained, you know, why he went his route. Kevin, why did you go with the man on the street thing? I think I think more because I'm I'm a storyteller, mm-hmm. and I love. Um, I mean, we all love talking, all of us. Right. I mean, you're you're a storyteller, Jim. Um, sure. I, I know you, and you're so you're a good storyteller, and I know. Well, Ozzy, I've met you too, and you're a storyteller as well. Um, but I mean, I think my I stories just, are a lot better in the bar. Well, mine are too. <laughs> but I I don't know. I I just suppose. Hmm. It began often, like some of my best videos, I thought, or the more successful ones, tended to be just me telling stories. I would literally just like put a camera in my face and walk. And and what I always wanted to make sure I did was kind of have an interesting background. Mm-hmm. So um, almost in a way, no, no, I can't really, uh, it's, it's a loose comparison. You'll get this one, Oz. Um, Rick Mercer's, Rick yeah. Mercer, when he, when he would do his like kind of alley rants. Right, right, right. From the Mercer Report. Now, Rick Mercer is a very famous Canadian kind of yeah. political comedian. And he's got this really awesome show called The Rick Mercer Report where he travels around Canada doing different things. But he has this one little part where he goes on like a political rant and he kind of storms through this like graffiti covered alleys ranting about something political. And you see all this like interesting stuff in the background. Hmm. And I think that kind of in a way inspired me. So I would think I don't I don't want to make I don't make videos like this is a video about Blah blah blah. Temple. Right, right. right. I'm, I'm, I'm not Chi Ranger. I can't do what he does. Well, he doesn't really right. do that anymore either at the moment. But he was really great at doing these amazing travel videos about certain sites, and that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would do is I'd find what I found interesting. If I found a back alley or a little old dingy back street in Japan, and I would just I'd walk and I'd hold the camera at a certain angle where I know that the people are going to get to see a lot of cool stuff behind me as they walk around. Mm. And then I can tell my story. So they get to hear what I hope is an interesting story. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I seem to remember Kurt telling me that you were one of the first to be the man on the street walking and vlogging. That's what I've heard. I've heard. That was always my thing. That was my style. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, Kurt used to say that. I don't know. And then Tokyo Kuni, I remember, argued that at one point. He's like, no, I was. Damn it! Everyone talks about Busan Kevin. No, he was like, "Screw you, Kevin," in a, a just a, a kind of a jovial way. Um, but um, yeah, no. So I just and and then there was stories. It was so it was a one take one thing. And to be honest, I didn't want to edit, man. Right? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to edit. So I, I'd rather tell it in one take. And honestly, if I'm in a bar telling a story to one of you guys. I'm not going to be stopping and thinking and right, how, right, right, how right, shall right. I make this more interesting. I am going to tell it in just one one go. So that was kind of the whole thing, how I started with those style of videos. Yeah, yeah I know when, when I first started, I had absolutely no idea what kind of videos I wanted to make. I mean, you, you see some of those early videos. If you go way back on my channel, you'll see me sitting in this room like this going, hello, YouTube. This is Warmoth Strat, you know, <laughs> and I have no idea what I'm going to be talking about. I will talk to you now about right, right, some right, 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 topic. Right. Oh, yeah, let man. Me, some, let some me think of said topic. <laughs> some of those old videos are really stiff. I go back and watch them and just cringe. 
Um, oh, so anybody, as anybody, do I. It was mine. Yeah. Yeah, um, and so um, anybody um 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 exactly um, um, um that, those are my original videos. <laughs> yeah, so anybody that's just starting out, don't uh, don't feel bad. You know, that every single one of us started out like that. You know, the, oh god, what am I going to talk about? But at one point, I um I I wanted to start making some scripted videos. And uh, I started out with with the Big Paul stuff, I think. And actually, I think Molly Gump was before that. But, I, you know, I started doing some scripted videos. And when I uh, got the Big Paul character going, one of the key components was this little this little brown fella here. Yeah, a little brown fella there. <laughs> Ozzy is a key component of the... Uh, of the of the big Paul videos. Now, Ozzy, when you were down here when we shot that video, um, what what did you think of the way I approached making that? Oh, we we should probably explain how we went about that, though, shouldn't we? Yeah, you you go for it. Okay. I think I think the main thing, your style, even though my minds are scripted and mm. that was a scripted video, it's a very different way of filming than than I would do. Yeah, and yours is very different. I was uh. I, I I had the idea of the Big Paul thing, and Ozzy and I actually sat there at the car shop, and we would shoot one shot, and then we would go back inside and say, okay, now where do we go from here? Okay, so if I do this, okay, let's go out. So we'd go out and shoot that, and then we'd go back in, and we'd talk for a few. We were inside for like a half hour that one time, and you were like, Molly, we better get out there before the light changes too much. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> we were there for yeah. a while. Yeah. We basically shot that in order. We shot the yeah. scenes in order. Yeah, that's and, uh, yeah, and then I just brought it home and chopped it up and put it together. And I'm, you know, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I love that video. Even today, I think that's my best video. I think I think what I liked about that video that made it so different from mine was since we were, even though we did it the way we did it, like editing was easy on it. Even though it's a video, like it when we went when I came to your house, we pretty much edited that in like less than half an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty fast. And then we just yeah. added titles and stuff like that's probably my videos don't take 20 minutes to edit. Mm. I wish. So. Okay. So Ozzy, tell us about your approach to uh, making your videos. Um, well, my, my problem is I'm unlike Kevin who said like he's a storyteller. And like, for example, when he said that, like when he goes to a bar and he tells a story, it's like a one take thing. He doesn't stop and thinking about it or anything that I wish I could do that on videos. I think, my problem, the reason why I do scripted videos is I don't, I can't do improv. I can't like just speak <laughs> off the cuff. I can't think of any original ideas or interesting things to say without thinking about it first. And I think, my, especially I learned this in high school, like when I used, had to do speeches or when I had to go up and talk, compared to when I had to write like an essay or like a write a creative story, I'd always get good scores on like my creative stories because the teacher would say, oh, this is such a great story. It's awesome. But then if I just have to stand up and talk, I sound like, like, like an idiot. So like, I think the main thing was I need to think long and hard before I say something in the pub in public. That's why I don't actually like live shows or hangouts and stuff too because I either just sit there looking stupid or I don't know what I'm saying and I'm just like mm. talking nonsense like I'm doing now. Now, when so, you're when you're putting when you're putting the ideas together for a video, do you type the stuff down or write it down anywhere? And 
Um, actually, Make most of the time, most of the times when I think of an idea, it's I have a core idea. Like, for example, like I'm sitting on the train and I just it just pops into my head. Like, oh, like um, for example, like trains, like um, p- annoying people on trains, like that. I'll think of an idea like that. Then in my head, I'll just like think about it the whole day. Not even planning a video. I'll just be thinking about all the stupid things or all the weird things I noticed that happened on the train in my in my history of riding trains, for example, in Japan. Then I'd be like, hey, that'll make a cool video. So then I go home and then I write all the different situations. I start with situations. I start with all the different yeah. situations I had. Like I try to pull from like what I really what really happened to me rather than just making skits up like out of the blue. Oh, like, sure, hey, sure. Yeah, there, there's oh, sure. a guy here. Yeah. The real, the real stuff's the funniest, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I try mm-hmm. to make it as realistic as possible. I exaggerate and embellish, of course, to make it funny. But like, it's always like real, kind of real incidents that happen to me. So I kind of remember those. I write them down. Then I choose like two or three of the most funniest ones, and then I actually make like a, actually script like person A says this, person B says this, person A says this, person B says this. And I, I kind of script it out in three different sections. And then once I have those three skit sections ready, then I add my own intro and my outro. And I say, okay, so maybe I'll talk about this and then I'll add this clip in. Then I'll talk about this and then I'll put the second skit in. Then I'll talk about this and I'll show the third skit. And then I'll end with this, this, and this. You know, now that you say that, that's something uh, kind of unique to your to your videos. You you actually do. You do an intro. Hi, guys. This is Ozzy. You know, Yokozo Peeps, right? It's Oz. Yeah, 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 and you yeah. do a little intro, and then you do the skit. That's right. You don't you do not do just the just the skit. You, you yeah. have to... Uh, Kevin, do you ever script anything out, or is it just... Uh, no. Um, I, I, have you ever? Yes, I have. I have. Um, not many, but in my kind of earlier days of vlogging here in Japan, I did make a few videos. I made, um, I made, made a couple. I, I can remember I made one at one point where, and I don't even remember what it was called, but I basically I told the story of this like real freaking skebe train pervy guy I saw sitting on a train one day. My wife and I were on a train, and there was like a really, it was like a, a really beautiful woman sitting kind of close like a couple of people down from my wife uh and and there was this like salary man sitting across from us and he was like really getting hot and bothered staring at this young woman who was sleeping and um and he was like like to the point where he was like like visibly starting to sweat and wiping his sweat and kind of like licking his lips and kind of rubbing himself and stuff <laughs> like in this crowded train and my wife actually like hit me this is like actually before i lived here in japan i was like visiting japan um and um this so it creates I, its own humor doesn't it i i, I, to, I, I told the story and in a pip like a picture in picture window i actually kind of like reenacted it i had like this like a, a comb over wig and i wore a suit and I sat there, like kind of like rubbing myself and stuff, like <laughs> licking my lips, as if, as if I was the salary man, kind of down below as I told the story. Um, got kind, a lot kind of, of a, kind of a Japan artist feel to it, huh? Got yeah. a lot of thumbs down for that one, actually. I remember. <laughs> um, and then I made another one for uh, I made like a like a commercial. It was when there was this nasty drink called Cola Shock first came out. Mm-hmm. Which was like a cola vodka I, drink. I actually drank that, yeah. 
and I made yeah. like a I made like a commercial for it, and I remember I, I planned it out, and it was like. Oh, it's such a hot day, and I was like in the playground, like, what can I use now? I know, and then I have all these like different drinks, kind of like popping around in my mind, and like I could use a cola shock, <laughs> and I, like I, um, so I tried a few, and they were they were fun to do, but I only ever did a few. Um, for the most part, no, I, I don't script anything out. What I might sometimes do is like I'll find like a, an interesting location. Maybe I'm with my family walking around someday, and I, I find a, a cool street or a cool area. I'm like, this is a, this would be a neat location to shoot a video, and then I'll, I'll go back there sometime because mm. my family will never wait for me to shoot a video. Oh no! Like if I'm out with my family, like there's no like, can you guys just wait a few minutes while I shoot? A, no, no, it doesn't work that way. Um, so it's a matter of like, remember this place, Kevin, and then I'll come back to it maybe. Mm. But yeah, there's no, there's really no planning. Um. Even like um, I, I made a my mo- my most recent video was a food video. I've got a couple other food videos planned. I literally will like buy a certain food or if it's this or that, and then I'll just like set the camera up and just like, hey, let's shoot this. Mm. And, I'll, and then and yeah, so no, I'm not I'm not about the planning. Hmm. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we're 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 hitting about the thirty minute mark, which is where we uh like to do a little commercial. Um. This week we we have our our sponsor that uh we have a sponsor that came in a couple weeks ago uh, big big Paul snack foods Let, let's take a second to listen to that. Are you looking to have folks over on a Friday night, or maybe you're even thinking about hosting a Super Bowl party? Well, don't let everyone go hungry. Run on out and get your hands on Big Paul's big nuts. Howdy, this here's Big Paul, and you can spice up any kind of gathering with my big nuts. High in protein and low in calories, my mouth-watering nuts will keep a smile on your face. Ooh, Big Paul, your nuts are so big. Careful, honey, they're salty. So make sure at your next shindig, everyone gets a mouthful of my big nuts. Big Paul's big nuts, they're swinging. All right, Big Paul's Big Nuts and a little bit of beaver the in the ca- background. The, cameo, the cameo seems really fit in, actually. That does. It, oddly, that does work, doesn't it? Yeah, so we want to we thank Big Paul Snack Foods for their uh, sponsorship here of the Mully's Place podcast. Do we all get free samples? We all get free samples. But how did this here's Big Paul? I'd love, to big... I'd love to have some salty nuts in my mouth. That's right. Okay, now, anyway. now back to where we were. <laughs> so um, another thing that uh, I hear a lot from people is they get uh, they get nervous talking in front of a camera. Mm. Guys, any 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 tips I, on how to adjust to that? Uh, I got I still get nervous in front of the camera all the time. And uh, when I first started, I was super super nervous. I didn't really want to do videos. I kind of forced myself into vlogging because I knew I wasn't good at it and I was really shy. I'm I'm a really shy person. So I knew that the only way I would overcome the shyness was to do videos like and put them on YouTube because then everyone can see them. And the first, like I said, the first few videos I made, maybe like my first 20 videos even, like everyone kept saying you seem, especially Victor, he uh, give me a break, man. He kept saying like, you look so scared on camera and you look like you're holding back. Why do you keep doing that? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just nervous and shy. I can't do it even though there's no one watching me. Because I don't like doing videos with other people. I like being by myself 
in my own room. Hey, 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 hey. We had fun making my videos. No, no, yeah, that was fun. But I mean, like, I still get nervous around other people. So I, I always, most of the time, that's why I play all the characters myself. I dress up as a girl and everything myself. Because I don't want, when other people are watching me or when other people are with me, I kind of feel shy and I reserved. And I can't be as crazy as I am when I'm not with anybody else. Oh, horse shit. You know, I'll tell everybody sitting there, if, if you've seen the big Paul's used cars, Ozzy's parts were all done in one take. He nailed him the first time around. Dude, were, I didn't do anything. You were the funny one. I was just kind of like the guy getting racistly, like, attacked. Like, in the no, 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 Ozzy, you're, you're the star. No. So, but, like, yeah. I was always nervous. I think the way I got over, um, and now I'm not as bad as I I'm still nervous and shy in front of the camera, but I think one of the ways I got over, it sounds bad, but I just fake it. Like, you just learn to fake that you're super excited and super ganky and you're not nervous or shy. I mean, that's what I do in my videos. Like, a lot of my older videos compared to now, like, I'm much more animated. Like, I purposely, like, go, hey, it's your, hey, your Koso beats his eyes. And I start, like, moving my hands around and opening up my eyes really big and start, like, and it just kind of, that makes me go into another character almost. So I feel like I'm not even myself. And that's why I like wigs. When I wear wigs, I can actually, I, I'm not shy or nervous at all. I actually like, I feel the most relaxed when I'm dressed up as a different person. You know, Ozzy, usually that's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> like when I'm playing a girl or when I'm playing like Tanaka-san or the salary man or whatever, or even when I'm Butakun, when, I, when I'm Butakun, like I can actually talk much more freely and I feel much more relaxed when I'm, when I'm talking the intros and the outros and like the in stuff in between, that's actually mm. the most nerve wracking for me. Huh. Interesting. And that's How why about... I like skits because I don't have to be me. I think, I think that's the main reason. How about you, Kev? Do you have any approach to looking at the glass eyeball staring at you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, I'm not shy in any way, shape or form. Mm. Um, nice. I, uh, I can thank that to, um, stumbling across drama while I was in university. Mm. Um, and I, I started university my first year. I was a business major and I hated it because I realized that the, I, I really liked marketing because I could talk to people and interact with people. But the program I was in was mostly kind of gearing people towards accounting and I hate math. So it didn't work out so well. So I transferred and I, I, I got into uh, an arts, arts degree, a general arts degree and I ended up minoring in drama and I did a lot of plays which I really liked. And um, growing up, I played a lot of music. Um, I'm from uh, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, Canada, which is a very musical, musical place, Eastern Canada. And I grew up in a very musical area culturally. Um, and um, so I played a lot of instruments and I sang a lot too. Um, I sang in Celtic bands. Uh, and I used to do a lot of like traveling around Eastern Canada singing in Celtic bands. And uh, I ended up doing an audition for this like uh, improv theater musical group and I got hired. This is right after before I graduated, and I ended up spending the next basically year and a half traveling around Eastern Canada, performing six nights a week, doing like improv, comedy, musicals, wow. playing playing drums and like rock and roll review review shows at casinos, all this stuff. Um, and this is long before there was ever social media or anything like oh, that, right? Sure. So, um, so when YouTube came along, it was like, holy crap! Here's an outlet for me to be a jackass, and I can. Now that I'm not doing this theater stuff anymore, I can kind of I can I can tell my stories. I can be out there and you know and perform for people. Um, 
I think as far as talking to the glass eyeball, as you, you put it, it just takes practice. Sure. Um, it, it, it just to practice. I mean, I, in my first several years, I was using a point and shoot camera. Um, so I'm like literally holding like a Sony cyber shot or something up like this. And of course there's no view, the viewfinders on the other side, you can't see what you look like, but you just through trial and error doing it again and again and again and again, um, you get, you get good at it. Um, what I would recommend for people who don't want to, I mean, you, you see me walking down the street, making videos. Don't do that. Find, go outside to a place where there's no people. Whether it be a parking lot or your backyard or a field or a street that doesn't have much traffic, you know, go somewhere and just and just try it, practice, um, and it just eventually, I just found I, you know, you, you you get a bit weird. I mean, here, okay, to be honest, like in Canada, when I was walking down the road, like I lived in Ottawa before I came to, uh, to Japan. You know, you're walk. I'm walking down a main street, like Rideau Street in Ottawa, talking to my camera. People are stopping and looking, like, "What the f is this guy up to?" Um, maybe then that was in 2007. Maybe today more people are doing it. I don't know. Right, 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 in, right. J- in Japan, I'm a foreigner, man. I'm a gaijin. Right, you're gonna get looked at regardless. I'm gonna get looked at, and we're all crazy, no matter what, man. To the locals. So right. our, I live in Kobe, which is just chocked full of tourists. There's tourists everywhere you go, man. Foreign tourists with cameras and this and that, like looking confused. So I'm just figuring. Everyone's just looking at me like, oh, there's another one of those weird foreign tourists. Like no, no sure, one cares. Sure, sure. No one cares. They walk and they look. But and and because I know that maybe that's how they're thinking. I don't care. Right. Now you I know, from for myself, I never really the the glass eye never really bothered me. Hmm. Like looking at it, but I found that. Um, it was easier to talk, like to get more of a flow going. The 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 larger that my the, the bigger my channel got, and not that I was getting an ego boost from it, but I was meeting the people that I'm making videos for via the comments. Mm. And it was now when I make a video, I feel like I'm actually talking to you guys. Yeah, you know, okay, yeah, totally. I'll hear this. Kevin's going to hear this. You know, Wavewinder's going to hear this, and you know, you know, three old dudes. All these people, all these people are going to be watching this. So I'm telling the story to them, and it makes it a lot mm-hmm. easier to to stare at that thing. Absolutely, I uh, completely one thing agree that, with you. Yeah. One thing that drives me nuts, and I see this from new vloggers, is you know how you you got your camera, and it's got the flip out screen, right? Mm. And oh, I see yeah. a lot of people shooting videos looking. I don't at the have screen. one of those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like if you're using the. Um, uh, I use an iPhone to shoot a lot of my stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I'm flipping it around and I'm using like the the main camera because I want 1080p, I'm looking at the camera. Right. I'm looking at the lens. But what if I flip it around? and I'm using the uh, internal camera. Mm-hmm. I tend to look at like myself. <laughs> and then it just seems like a little bit weird. Like I watch it, like like it's a little bit off. That's why. That's look at the lens. Look at the lens. That's why you see me wearing sunglasses in my car vlogs, because um, I'm shooting from the inner camera, and a lot of times I'm looking at myself. A lot of times I'll be, you know, facing the camera but looking out the window. You know, okay. um, goes a lot easier that way. Mm. Sure, sure, mm. sure, sure. Okay, what I do with my questions? <laughs> yeah, they, where'd they go to? Um, it's, always to wear the, it's always good to wear these ones too. Yeah. That those are the ones. Those are the ones. Um, you know, guys, I've hit pretty much everything that I wanted to hit, you know, just the, the basics of getting into vlogging. Um, we do have one really good question here from Tim Mature here in the, in the comments. 
Okay. And uh, you guys will probably be able to answer this better than I than I can. Uh, he says, "What kind of numbers and other conditions do you think a channel has to pull to be able to live off of YouTube as a job?" <laughs> yeah, you got to have a lot of numbers for that. Uh, that you got that big numbers, dude. That's Busan Kevin's thing. I'm not even anywhere close. Oh, listen, man. <laughs> these days don't even go there, but I, uh, I, I'm not gonna. Um, uh, I, I, he's been out of the loop. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually had to. Well, we'll we'll just not say much, but uh, actually, right. I, I had to take my channel down for more than a month. Mm. I, I went dark. Right. Um, I actually had. Uh, I had to. I had to pull everything down. Yeah. It all went dark, everything. And I'm just kind of coming back, but I'm coming back about 400 videos shy of what I used to have mm. um, for complicated reasons. But um, I'm not – believe me, this is a hobby. This is a profit-free hobby for Kevin. Right, right, right. You um, know, that, that's one thing. A lot of people think that, you know, you, you get four or 5,000 subscribers. Oh, you're making good money on YouTube now. No, you're not. Oh God, no, 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 no. To, to, not make, even. to make a living, to make a living, and I'm only going to assume here from like what I've, what I know, yeah. like with numbers and stuff, mm. you're going to have to have probably several hundred thousand subscribers, mm. or or at least definitely more than. Uh, depends on how hot you are. But yeah, I think, I think more, than, more than subscribers, like you can have counts. fifty thousand subscribers, but if it depends on the amount of videos you make per week and how many views they get. Right. Yeah, it's about the views and the hits and the clicks, right? I mean, yeah. I think you, I think Sorry, but yeah. Okay, I think you got to be pulling at least 2 million views a month. Yeah. Uh, or yeah, even more. Or more, yeah, 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 true. I think Victor said that a million views equals up to about $2,000. Rough, rough guess. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's about right. Okay, I'll, hey, I'll let you know from. Yeah, I mean, I I know from my own experience with a. a oh, you had one of videos in the past. I'll just say that. Um, I'd say about a million. Well, it depends, but even like sometimes like maybe five, half a million hits on a video if it happens real quick can make you a thousand bucks. Sure. Yeah. Um, sure, but, sure, sure. but, but if you're someone like me, who's like, sometimes like the one hit wonder, throw spaghetti at a wall every once in a while, you get something special once in a while. When you get people who are consistently, like yeah. you get people who are putting out a video every day and they're getting 500,000 hits on a video. They're doing fairly well. Like right on that first day, like you get right. someone like Charles Trippy, um, like, you know, um, who I'm, I'm a fan of, I love watching his videos, um, where you get these guys or Philip DeFranco, who I've always been a fan of, mm. you know, um, you know they're they're making tons, but I mean you do get people who like well I'll, okay just for example, um, I I now have um, okay pre pre all the weirdness that went on a few months ago with me, mm. the kind of rolling, and I, I I'd hit twenty eight thousand subscribers. Oh, three or four years ago, four years ago when I had the ten thousand subscribers, I'd get more hits on a video. Hmm. Yeah. So even like like the first year the partnership program came out, even or even before the partnership program, I'd make a video like, "Hi, I'm Kevin. I'm in Japan, Blah. and this is a something in Japan." Like really terrible video. I like in the first twenty four hours, I get like you know a couple of thousand hits, mm. and then these days I put out like a video that's way more interesting, way more cool. I think um, the first twenty four hours I might only get five or six hundred hits. Sure, 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 sure. Even sure. though I've got like friggin' exponentially, there's so many more more subscribers. Yet there's yeah. people out there who are um, – I've seen who only have 
maybe 40 or 50,000 subscribers, which is more than me, but they put out videos and they're getting tens of thousands of hits sure. on each one because they're hot. Yeah, I would um, say I would say you need a couple million views a month to make a yeah. living off of this. And and I'll tell you guys right now, I make about thirty thousand views per month. Okay, thirty to forty. So you can see that I'm getting about about thirty dollars a month on what I do. Okay, and, I'm, I'm, and and they don't even release that till you get a hundred. So I'm not getting paid for like three months. Well, the, these these days I'm not making a fraction of what I used to make, but I'll just say that I was at my peak. I was making about I was getting about um, before everything all went weird for me a few months ago. Um, I was making I was getting about on my two channels about three hundred thousand hits a month. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm kind of more near end of things, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess. I'll, um, I, <laughs> yeah. How am I supposed to take that? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I mean. I mean. Well. I mean. I'm, yeah, it's a good place. I'm happy. Right. I'm happy. Oh, oh, I am perfectly content. You know. No. The, with, no I'm still making. I'm, I'm still. No. No. That, there goes another thing for for folks just to let you know. Both of my channels are open and ready to go now. They're all cool. I just don't have any time. Right. <laughs> Uh, so now, I, when this uh, when this Canada Gene Mira stuff started a couple about a month or so ago, um, I got like I got a flash of like eleven hundred viewers, eleven hundred subscribers, in like three days. Wow, two or That's three days. Awesome. Yeah, but it it was so overwhelming for me because that was never my intention was to you know like get bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, if it grows, it grows, but. I do this because I just enjoy doing it. I have a good time. I've got I've got this condensed little group of people that I always comment with, and I'm comfortable with that. And now I'm seeing all these new names and you know people that I don't know. And and it's nice to have them, but it's going to take a while to get used to them being around. Mm. Well, but you know, the, what we kind of like what you mentioned there kind of leads me into, into thinking about advice for new people out there, people who want to get into J vlogging. Well, not J vlogging, vlogging. Yeah. People who want to make videos. I'm not saying Jim. People anywhere who want to get into videos. Um, the the most the most basic kind of advice you can give to anyone is make videos about something you're interested in. Mm. Make videos about something you care about. Right. And there 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 will be other people out there who will find them. Mm. And, and unless and, you are really really talented, don't think you're going to make a living off of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at the. I mean, okay. I mean, you. <laughs> When I look at the people I've met over the years who've become successful in YouTube, mm. you, you've got you got a few different types. Number one, you've got cute chicks. Mm-hmm. And if you're a cute chick, you don't have to have a Misogynist. You're not allowed I to hate, say that, Kevin. I, yeah, I hate to say that, but whatever. Um, it's true. If, if you're an attractive woman, um, if you make videos and you've got like a little bit of editing, a bit of, I mean, you can do well depending on who you are, this sure. and that. Um, when I look at people like, for example, who, who – let's look at someone who's successful in Japan, a big successful JVLO. Let's look at Eric Sir Six. Mm-hmm. The man's a professional magician. Right. And the man – I mean, okay. So Eric Sir Six originally started making videos, kind of just kind of fun vlogs like we make. Mm-hmm. And that was originally he was stuff. He was like just kind of doing stuff like, like watch me eat this, like me hanging out with my kids, blah, blah, blah. And then he started doing a few magic tutorials, mm. and they went viral. But what we got to remember is the guy's a professional magician, and he has been a professional magician for a long time. He's right. he, he even talks about like how he performed here in Kobe, I, um, mm-hmm. like in the, in the 80s, you sure. know, 
um, or in the in the 90s, 80s, whenever it may have been. I think the 90s. Um, he was actually just up at Tokyo Disneyland or Tokyo Disney World this week doing magic shows at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, you know, like this, he still does it. He's also like a university instructor, but I mean, and the man's got mad skills to begin with. And for someone like him, all of a sudden there's this new thing called YouTube, which is an outlet for him to show these incredible skills that he has. Or you meet these people who are incredible musicians and all of a sudden there's YouTube. Mm. Um, there's like a, before that there was like a MySpace. I know there's like a really famous group, Owl City. And I remember Owl City, I don't know how famous they are now, but they, he was really big, this one guy who was Owl City. And, you know, he sold millions of albums. But he was just a guy who performed in his basement, basically. And mm. then he, just, he never performed live. He put all of his music up on MySpace, and it blew up. And then next thing you know it, he's playing Madison Square Garden kind of thing. Wow. Um, so for people who have talent, YouTube's amazing. And mm. then, then there's also for... Uh, you know, people who are attractive or have, and then, and then there's also, um, yeah, I mean, there there are are vloggers out there that are amazing with their editing techniques and the, the way they put their videos together and the way they lay things out and they don't get much notoriety. Van Awesome is a perfect example. That dude should be in the top tier and he's not all, well, you know, with the pond, he's not the biggest fish in the pond. Mm. Well, yeah, you know, absolutely. Well, I mean, it kind of reminds me of that same kind of thing. Like with when I when I was when I was a musician um, back in the day, or even before I was a musician. Uh, like, and I would I would like you know like at nineteen twenty years old, and I played drums since I was a little kid, and I, I would stumble into a, a bar in like Eastern Canada on a Friday night in Halifax or something, and you'd walk in and you'd see the most amazing freaking group of musicians you'd ever seen in your life performing on stage just like rocking the bar why are you here why like this little bar with like 20 people inside and they're rocking it to these 20 people and you're like you guys are better than anything i'm hearing on the radio today you guys are and maybe it's not like it's not a cover band these are just like guys writing original like playing original stuff like you're so more cutting innovative than anything out there yet you're all working like as like dishwashers at bar at like restaurants and you're playing here for like free beer and right. why why um i think it's the same thing like with you you meet people and i stumble across them on utah youtube often um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one out here man kevin crocker mm-hmm. kevin crocker man his videos i mean you know a bit foul mouth sometimes but um the editing is amazing. Did you uh, did you see his 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 uh, taste test with the different chew highs? He put that video up I think last night. Um, freaking hilarious! And the video, mm. the editing's awesome. And I'm like, oh my god, why does this guy only have a few hits? Um, he's he's another one of those those uh, YouTubers. I mean, you meet these people who are who are really great. But I mean, that's where there's more to it than just making a video and putting it up. Sure. Social sure. media. Mm. connecting networking right sure yeah if you ever if you ever talk to eric you know if you get a private conversation going with him about your channel or you know something with you know video related the guy knows his stuff i mean he will lay stuff out it's like damn i never even thought about that um yeah he's he's an amazing and not only is he a talent he knows what he's doing Mm. yeah he's he's really good um uh, tim mature also asks we kind of we're kind of hitting our hour here um 
I think Kevin's going to be the best one to answer this one. Um, do you think YouTube life has a freedom associated with it <laughs> or a restricted feeling? <laughs> Does that mean like YouTube career or just doing YouTube videos? Well, um, well, he's asking you know, for, from an obligation to produce videos. Um, I think if you're scheduling videos, you know, like when, when I did the Things That Suck channel, I had set that up to One, have so that like, video up at 10 o'clock. Like a, pr a production schedule. Every right. Sunday night at 10 yeah. o'clock, and that was that got old you know, really uh, quick. I'm, I'm going to hate to say, but like some people out there we know, um, there are some people – okay, I'm gonna, I, I know some people who have like more kind of casual work schedules than others. Mm -hmm. And, and if, 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 you're in a, if you're in a situation where maybe you're – okay, you're, you're a student, you're unemployed, you're whatever it may be. Um, you don't have a lot of work obligations. It's 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 possible to just kind of you know set things like that. But you mentioned a schedule. I I can never do a production schedule. I mean I just put it. To be honest, right now my passion in in life is my podcast. Right. Uh, my, my Just Japan podcast. And I sent out a message today saying, guys, um, I normally drop my episode midweek. This one won't be out till tomorrow night. Um, mm. This week. And it just actually in a good way. I've actually had some great interviews this week i've had more than one i've had several interviews for future episodes um but um in a case like mine like uh you know i've got a wife and i've got two little kids i man everything goes cone-shaped all the time sure um, sure 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 is is it re, no re, restrictive i don't know what, what, when the, the question like I'm, I'm not sure what um mm -hmm. let me read it again uh, do you think YouTube life has a freedom associated with it or a restricted feeling from an obligation to produce videos? Okay. I, you know, I think, I think for, I think for some, you know, I think for little people like us and I'm not going to diminish you guys, but I'm a little person too, as in we're not big, we're not making a living on this. Right. Um, I don't, for, for, for people like us, I don't think, I don't think it does. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think once money starts rolling in, I think then that, that becomes a big thing. I would assume like once, if if I were in a situation where all of a sudden my YouTube revenue started kind of equaling or getting close to my actual job revenue, I think then pressure it would be a whole new world of pressure. Mm -hmm. And then and then if I if I were in a situation where I start thinking I'm now making the same as I do in my job, maybe it could be time for me to leave my job mm -hmm. and become a YouTuber because I could maybe if I put that effort more effort into it, I could make more. Right, but that's a situation I don't. I'll never be in. So, <laughs> I think for me the schedule thing. The only thing that it's restrictive for me is, uh, I don't Your think two thousand six computer. Besides <laughs> that, that, that the scheduling thing for me is, it's too much pressure. Men, like I know, like pressure can be good sometimes, but for me it's like, especially for skit kind of stuff. If you don't have, um a good idea and if you have a schedule you have to put a you have to put up a shit video uh, Ozzy, how many times did i call you on a sunday night at seven o'clock saying Ozzy, i don't have an idea for things that suck yeah that's that's why like people told me too like if you want your if you want your videos to do well you should upload like two a week like every wednesday every saturday or something like that and, like, idea. and then i thought about it and i tried to do it but then i was like on Wednesday, I'm like, okay, I'll have the, I'll do a video about like, let's just say snacks on Saturday. But then for the next Wednesday, I don't have an idea. So what should I do? I can't think of anything. So I'm going to use something shitty that I didn't, I wouldn't have used if I didn't have a schedule. Mm. 
that's no, that makes I'm, sense. Yeah. Like, some some people are okay with that. Like some people have so many fresh ideas, they write like all their ideas down. <laughs> but with me, it's like I if I don't feel if I'm not feeling the video, I won't upload it. I'm exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly the same way. Even if I have a video ready and I think it sucks, I won't upload it. I'll wait and maybe put another video up instead. I've the been like that. I've been like that these days too. The yeah. one rule that I've lived by since I started this is, if I don't like the video that I'm, if I wouldn't watch that video, I'm not putting it up. Right. Mm. That's that's my thing. Uh, Kevin, somebody, uh, meanest Ponster <laughs> is asking, uh, can you tell us what happened to you so vloggers don't do the same mistake? Strip your personal stuff from it and just kind of boil it down to the important stuff. I, I actually didn't. I didn't make any mistakes. I think. Um, no, you didn't. I didn't make any mistakes. Um, I just had uh, some some bad 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 luck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. How, how? What? What can I say ba- here? Okay. Ba- ba- yeah. A disgruntled viewer and work related stuff and yeah. It's just a bit, yeah. yeah. It just it just I it was bad luck and yeah. and there was there was nothing I did um, in in any video. It was just like literally it was just bad luck, you know. Yeah. A disgruntled viewer. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I would say that um, just do what you do. Don't think about that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's it's always good to uh, I don't know. Just yeah, just don't think about that kind of thing. Don't don't right. go in. Don't go into YouTube. Don't go into vlogging thinking what should I not do. Well, I mean, I guess you should have a bit of sense with that. Right, 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 right. Keep the clothes on, um, and and also too, like um, when it comes. If, I guess in, in, in different things, areas, uh, Jim and I have talked about this with our podcasts. Mm. My podcast, for example, always has a clean button on it. Like um, anyone can listen to my podcast. And when, when I actually set it into YouTube, every episode has clean. That's right. just what I want. Um, I would like if, if my son, which I doubt he would ever want to, but in the next couple of years sit down and listen to my podcast – you can listen to every episode and not be like, why is daddy using all these bad words? Right. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's always a safe bet. Right. Well, uh, for me, uh, I, I work at a Catholic school. So oh. I've been, I've always been very careful just not to do anything. It, if, if I couldn't say it at school, then I don't say it on camera. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, that's why when you have someone like, for example, like Victor, Victor is self-employed. Right. So like like Victor Victor can Victor can do what Victor does because Victor owns his own school, right? How about you, Ozzy? Sometimes you get a little nasty. I remember yeah. one of your Christmas vlogs. You were bent over something, getting. Yeah, uh, I I I think something that I'm lucky with is uh, a lot of people watch my videos and I say really really offensive things, but because <laughs> I have like a really kawaii aura around me it kind of is like oh it's just Ozzy he's being a funny cute little guy and it usually <laughs> overlooked so I usually don't I have never been in trouble except for that one time that you know about but that wasn't even a big thing it was just like I'm sorry I didn't mean it that way kind of replied to the commenter that's about it right right like, right right about company stuff yeah that kind of freaks me out like I if I do something because I teach kindergarten kids so if like for example a parent 
was to see me dressed up in drag doing some oh boy. <laughs> right? Oh man, that'd be that, interesting. That might not be okay. So, and specific, especially since I'm not making money out on this, this is like a hobby of mine. Mm. Um, I don't know what would happen, but I think for me, my YouTube life and my job life, like, I feel like this is like a hobby for me. So it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd get in trouble, but I feel like some people like to go drinking in bars and get drunk and party all night. Some people like to, you know, to go camping and toast marshmallows. Like I like to like sit in Make my room and dress up and tell stories. So I feel like as long as I'm not mentioning any specific details about the schools or the kids or ad- advertising the schools I teach at. So, Hey, if you want to see me get naked, come to the school. Like, as long as I'm not doing anything directly related <laughs> to my job, oh, yeah. I feel like I shouldn't be penalized for anything. So I'm hoping, uh, I'm trusting my company that if something ever does happen, that they'll be like, okay, well, we can't really see anything because it's on his own private time. It's not during work hours. And he's not like actually doing anything illegal. So hopefully it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys saw the video. I, I think I put up yesterday, Wednesday. I put it up Wednesday. Uh, the Japanese toilets with the, the, the washlet. Yeah, okay. Uh, neither neither of you saw it. I haven't I, seen it yet. No, I, no. I, I, I actually I actually sat down on the toilet and used it on the, oh, on okay, the camera. Okay. okay? Uh, and, and, and I had it running. I'm like, can you hear that? Can you hear the water squirting? Now listen, when I push this, you can hear it moving back and forth, right? So, uh, but it's just like it's like from here up. You right, can just right. see like mm. just above my lips up. Yeah. But even that, I was a little questionable on whether I should put that up or not. Really? Just because just because the 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 implied okay well i tried to actually film the washlet while standing above it and mm. pressing buttons but there's a sensor so if you don't sit down oh okay well there we go so, like, i just lifted it up pressed the buttons like this and i was hoping like it would squirt up into the camera and stuff but if you're not sitting down on the sensor so i guess if i put the toilet seat down like put my leg on it it right. might work but i was like too lazy i'm like it's okay but i feel like if it's dirty humor as long as it's not directed specifically at someone, it's just like general dirty humor, like poop or mm. boobies or something. Like as long as it's like something that like Family Guy would do, I don't think it's too bad. I think if Family Guy can do it on TV, I don't know why I don't. I can't do it on YouTube. Well, I tell I have, you, like, very few like viewers anyway. That that Big Paul's Big Nuts commercial from before. Before before April of this year, I wouldn't have made that. I've had that idea for a while. Ozzy and you and I have talked about those before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, big Paul's big wieners and stuff like that. And uh, uh, before April, when I switched to part time and started my own thing, I wouldn't have made that. I wouldn't have made that. But now I just I don't care. Yeah, I think I just don't care, even though I have consequences. I just don't care because I feel like if they're going to be that petty about they're not because I'm not doing anything to harm the company. I'm doing everything just for my own amusement. Exactly. So if they really think it's that big of a deal and they think they're that offended by it, I don't want to work for them anyway. Right. So All right. All right, guys. Well, um, you guys got anything? Um, I, I was just – I'm going to throw it there just very quickly, very basic advice for anyone in, anyone interested in jumping into the world of vlogging. Um, you know, it doesn't take much. Um, you got you got yourself a smartphone. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a camera. It's got internet access. Um, you can shoot a video, tell a story about something you like. And if you're into fishing, you know, f- film a bit of your fishing. Um, you, you you can get apps where you can edit that video on your phone. 
Um, if you're if you're into hiking, you know, film yourself hiking a bit. If if you're into playing guitar, film yourself playing guitar a bit, and and just just do it, man. Just upload it and and take take the jump, you know, right. take the plunge. And it, it's and 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 also don't don't expect notoriety overnight. Don't expect no. to become big. No. Um, if you if you if you're going into YouTube, especially now, yeah, especially now. If 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 you think you want to go into YouTube because you want to be rich and famous or a celebrity, well, maybe don't. Yeah, um, you have I, the right connections for that. I suggest just if it's something you like and something you enjoy, share it. Share it, and there will be people who will find you who will enjoy it too, and there will be people who have a similar uh, passion. So yeah, I've uh, just, I've just heard I've heard new vloggers say. Or I've heard people talking about vlogging saying, oh, well, you know, here in Boise, Idaho, there's nothing to shoot. I've never been to Boise. Yeah. Go out. You know, there are a lot of people out there that have never been to Boise. Go out you know, you know what? One of, one of my favorite vloggers of all time is Joe Cubicle from Omaha, Nebraska. And he lives in Omaha. And his videos are all in Omaha. He doesn't, he doesn't vlog very much anymore. But every week when his videos would pop up, man, I loved watching his videos of his everyday life in Omaha, Nebraska. And mm. him doing home repairs, take, going out with his kids. And I freaking loved Joe Cubicles in yeah. Omaha, Nebraska. Everybody's got a story to tell. You just need yep. to find it. Um, yep. Uh, Kurt, this is interesting. Before we go, Kurt is—he's um, got a challenge for people to make the, for new vloggers that are not sure what to do. And I hope I do—I hope I do Kurt justice on this because I don't remember the exact details. But he says uh, they should make one video every day for a year. Don't no editing. Don't watch it back. Shoot it. Upload it to YouTube. Let it go. Never look at it again. And he says, within that year, you'll find your you'll you'll get accustomed to looking at the camera. You'll get accustomed talking, blah blah. blah. Within a year, you'll find a voice. Mm. Now, I agree with that to a point. I'm I would I, in my opinion, I think at a certain point in this process, you should probably look at your videos because if you're picking up any bad habits, you need to catch them before they get settled in. Like if you're saying um every other word um you know um you're also gonna want to interact with your 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 viewers at some point if you start to build an audience over the course of that year you're gonna want to look at that and yeah yeah you know, and and interact with them and, and contact them or you know I mean they'll just interact sure but I, but I understand what he's what he's saying like just do it man right go yeah, big or go home right yeah yeah exactly and there's a guy right now that's doing it I'm not gonna um. I'm not going to out him here, but there's a guy right now that's doing I'm subscribed to his channel. I've, I don't watch him every day, but I've watched quite a few of them. And he, and I, I see it, you know, from, from the first video to now he's been, he's been going about a month and a half, maybe two months now. And he's like clockwork every day. He puts up a video and he's gotten so much smoother. It's, it's really impressive to see. Yeah. Well, that's what I mentioned earlier about like, like walking, looking at the glass eyeball, man. Mm -hmm. Just do it every day. Just do it, do it, do it. Maybe not every day, but just with yeah. practice, you get better. That's right. Mm. All righty. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to the Mother's Place podcast this week. Um, as usual, if you're wanting to keep up with us via social media, you can find all links and everything at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yada, 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 over at www.mullysplace.com. Uh, I'd also like to request if you're enjoying the podcast 
And if you have any, if you have an extra second or anything, uh, go on over to iTunes and leave a rating and a comment for us. Uh, more ratings will help us move up that ladder past the, the just Japan podcast. And <laughs> then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, make sure you check out Kevin on the Busan Kevin channel on YouTube, Jayland Kev on YouTube, and the Just Japan podcast, which comes out weekly. And uh, uh, specifically, make sure you don't miss episodes one, nine, and fourteen. No, but all, all uh, you know, I've listened to all of them. They're great. Uh, I love the Just Japan podcast. It's one of my favorites. Cheers, thank you. Um, you can get Ozzy at uh, YouTube.com slash Ozzy seventy eight. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, man. Oh, he's peeing on the bed and we get to see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put on the, on the bed. Oh, and he's sniffing it now. Oh, no. Nice. And he's raking it in. Well, I'm, <laughs> looks like you got to piss on your bed on the freaking If you, you want to see more of this shit, then I guess that's you come to my channel. Oh, no. He's like rubbing it all in on your bed. Oh, no. And I've highlighted Ozzy's picture here so everybody can see what's happening on the big screen. Yeah. Oh, that, that's really nice, Oz. Oz, what is that? Is that a sofa? Is that your bed? No, no, actually, it's a fold-out sofa. Luckily, I have my own bedroom. This is my roommate's bed, Brian. Okay, nice, <laughs> nice. He'll be coming back home in, like, 20 minutes, so it'll be there for him, so. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I'm all right. But, yeah, my channel is filled with this kind of stuff, so okay. stop on by. <laughs> Cats pissing on beds, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, Kevin, you know, you know the drill here. It'll be, you know, this is Molly, this is Kevin, this is Ozzy, right? Okay, so, I guess, okay, guys, I guess that is it. Um, I'd like to thank Kevin and Ozzy for joining me tonight. I want to thank everybody for watching. And as usual, this is Molly. This is Kevin. This is Oz. Keep it between the lines.